0: Eleven Torah, Israel, and civilization. Q question: Why is this, Why is civilization just as broken after revelation of the Torah as before revelation of the Torah? When the Torah is the teaching of civilization. Thesis: Secret is slash. Only the Torah is revealed; all else is made up. Discover D. The point origin of the Torah in Genesis 1:1 Aleph is the acronym Paradise. Remit R. We can chat with God, getting messages between the eyes, once having this universal principle of knowledge. Plain P. Chatting with God is civilization. KVS. Given the richness of its content, this brief is a text podcast, or ex-podcast, not your regular talk podcast, tea podcast. Some people may find this postmodern, post-Rabbinic midrash of Kabbalistic, theological, philosophical, and scientific content unsettling to their beliefs, values, and interests. Listener discretion, study in group, as well as reading the text while listening to the X podcast is highly recommended. Given the length, complexity, and interrelatedness of the X podcasts, it is best practice to start with the latest one and work your way backwards to acquire knowledge of it. Next, start a series from the beginning to acquire the foundations. Finally, put theory into practice. Dedication to those who love chatting with God. Quotations, Bible, only that the is revealed, all else is made up unless derived from Genesis 1-1a. Ben, Benjamin Franklin, quote, we must all hang together or most assuredly we will all hang separately. Mahatma Gandhi, first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win. King Solomon, Proverbs nine ten. Qu- quote, the beginning of wisdom D is fear S of Yothevavre uh, S slash of Yothevavre, and knowledge R of the Holy One is understanding P. Aaron Ben Jacob Hakohen Orchot Chaim, the Path of Life. quote, It is a mitzvah, commandment, to innovate on the Torah. Anonymous, use it or lose it. Summary of the episodes. Episodes numbers one to five are foundationals. Numbers 6 to 11 are edification, number 12 is publicity, and thereafter they are improvements to the offer. Nobody buys intangibles. No one buys a house because it has great foundations. Rather, what's above ground is what sells, and only after marketing puts it out there. But when you do decide to buy a house, you sure want it to have good foundations. Episode 1. Lie and Truth. Big Lie and Big Truth 1. The opening episode is about why the world is broken and what to do about it. Why is the world broken? The lie is that the world is broken because it's a broken world. The truth is that the world is broken because we break it. That is, we keep breaking it, trying to fix things when we really don't know how we know that we know what we know. Episode 2. Enlightened Democracy is Dead, Long Live Paradise, Postmodernity. The people state consists of a five-power state. That is, on the one hand, the government, composed of the legislative first power for laws and the executive second power for order. And on the other hand, the people, composed of the judicial third power for justice, the news media fourth power for reliable information, and the university fifth power for management of the budget. Additionally, one-person triad votes and children suffrage by way of their parents. Episode 3, Bigger Lie and Bigger Truth 2. The bigger lie is that the takeaway of the Bible is the golden rule. The bigger truth is that the one commandment in the Torah is the universal principle of knowledge as found in Genesis 1, 1, Ayalef. This one commandment encompasses all the 613 commandments of the sages, including the Decalogue 10 of Moses in Gematria. 6 plus 1 plus 3 gives one zero, which reduces to 1. Episode 4. The age of empowerment of post-modernity by paradise chatting with God. Coming of age is all about chatting with God. Chatting with God is all that's needed for the blessing of creativity. The sweet spot is Deuteronomy 6, eight with point origin and Genesis 1, 1, 8, Aleph. Episode 5. The Biggest Lie and the Biggest Truth Part 3. The biggest lie is, on the one hand, escapism of messianism and mysticism and on the other hand, defeat ism of habitual crises the biggest truth of the universal principle of knowledge empowers us to integrate civilization and help save creation. episode six: civilization on Israel one Greece second the case is made for a creative civilization based on primeval Israel, then derivatively on classical Greece primeval Israel means constituting civilization by having Genesis 1 one Yalif for cornerstone of the Torah. Now that the truth has debunked the lies, primeval Israel can play its anointed role in civilization. Episode 7, Paradise Application in Theory and Practice. Sufficient examples are provided from Science P, Philosophy R, and Religion D to prove the existence of the underlying universal principle of knowledge S-slash, in the Torah Bible. Episode 8, Post-Modernity, Post-Rabbinism, and Primeval Israelism. Modernity and Rabbinism are dead stars with the secular negating S slash and religion neglecting PRD. Moving forward, the thesis of Primeval Israel is the Genesis 1-1-A Aleph is the cornerstone of the Torah. This point origin as acronym Paradise uncurls as Aleph slash Bereshit A eh, in beginning of. Episode 9, noon Enlightenment Age of Unreason This moon-enlightened age of dualism is masquerading as the age of reason of the Enlightenment. The proposal is Israelism as Primeval Israel S slash Classical Greece PRD. Episode 10 Dualism Vaccine The paradise vaccine against dualism is against ignorance, which is the source of all maladies. Executive Summary 11th Episode The Torah teaching Bible was revealed to Moses and via the B'nai Israel, children of Israel, to humanity at large. The Torah is a text of the blueprints of creation and civilization. In code, it is placed as Paradise S slash Torah D, Israel R, Civilization P. Now that we've recovered a Paradise application to approach the Torah and having the task before us of integrating a broken world, the question now is, who does it? Who does what? Specifically, it addresses the B'nai Israel, Children of Israel, and by extension, humanity at large. Homework. No prior knowledge is assumed other than familiarity and interest with the quest of chatting with God for a creative civilization. Since we're starting smack in the middle, in order to highlight its importance, we will leave the theory for homework to the listener. The assignment is to consult my self-published books at Amazon on the Empowering Approach of Paradise to Integrate Civilization and Save Creation. <clears throat> These books are, quote, Ism Human Science 101, published in 2018. Quote, Paradise, the Age of Unveilment of Genesis One Hundred One and Yalif, published 2019. Quote, Principle of World Caring, published 2020. And finally, uh, quote, Saving Creation, published in 2021. To facilitate understanding, there are videos, view the videos on YouTube as well as listen to the X podcast. Please visit the website at paradisism.org. Torah and language. The Torah is unequivocal. The Bible can mean whatever you want it to mean. The Bible can mean the Torah the Nevi'im prophets, the Ketuvim writings. Some add to these certain non-canonical texts. And this is just from the Jewish side. There's also the Christian Bible, understood to mean the New Testament, and changes to the aggregate texts. The Torah is Revelation, plain and simple. Alternatively, the Pentateuch, or the five books of Moses. Language is basic and comes before any written text in the language. Whether it is right to left or left to right, in either case, one is a thought-is-slash- followed by the grammatical parts rolling out with subject D first, verb R second, and object adjective P third. We learned the talk before developing the skill of the mathematical principles of physical philosophy, that is, exemplifying in English left to right, in writing down equations, displaying a principle as thought is slash the unknowns come first on the left side as subject D, followed by the equal sign R as a verb, then on the right side come the object P, B, Day, mass, space, time. Additionally, it can work at the next level as well, as in the case of the force of gravity. In force equals mass times accelerations, we have force S equals slash mass P space R time D, or simpler still, as in a forest S is slash a collection of trees, PRD. Torah, Israel, and civilization. As per the Torah teaching itself, go no further. It specifically singles out to avoid the charged word of chosen, the B'nai Israel, children of Israel, as handpicked and held responsible for carrying out the plans of civilization and creation. This forcibly includes Israel as sandwiched between the Torah and civilization proper. That is, Israel has a special role to play, as scripted in the drama of the great experiment of civilization, the small story of the greater one of creation. And by extension, humanity has a corresponding one with the world at large, including animalia, Fungi, plantae, and mineral kingdoms. If you want something to happen, assign it to someone as lead teacher. Don't expect things to just happen spontaneously. It's like trust your neighbor, but verify. This is not saying everybody else gets to lay back. No, it's a team effort. But still someone has to call the place. You get the idea. It's important to highlight that naming the theme of discussion under the usual heading of social justice quote is defining it off the bat as liberal leaning. While, in most, while it most certainly plays a part in the greater picture, is not the other way around. The forefront is not bigger than the background. Passing the buck. Who picks the buck? That is the question. Those whose heart is so inclined to donate time and money to the effort. I don't believe in insignificant coincidences. Everything happens for a reason. Our job is to figure it out. Israel. The buck stops here. It is a phrase of unknown origin popularized by the American president Harry S. Truman. It may have originated with a game of poker, in which a marker or counter, frequently in frontier days, a knife with a buckhorn handle was used to indicate the person whose turn it was to deal. If the player did not wish to deal, he could skip the responsibility by passing the quote buckhorn or quote buck, as the marker came to be called, to the next player. The idea is to transfer responsibility or blame from oneself to another, to absolve oneself of concern for a given matter by claiming lacking authority or jurisdiction. The question is, if it is in human nature to pass the buck. It most certainly happened to Moses when God told him to free the B'nai Israel, children of Israel, from bondage in Egypt. But let's go directly to dissipate doubts. Exodus 3, 10-11 Exodus uh, 3, 3:10 come, therefore, quote, come, therefore, I will send you to Pharaoh, and you shall free my people, the children of Israel from Egypt, comment. God instructs Moses what to do uh, Exodus three eleven I mean uh, verse three eleven Byomer Moshe, and said Moses, quote, and Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and free chatting with the Israelites from egypt comment. To make the story short, Moses is looking for excuses not to go. He wasn't sure he could communicate with the people. Later on, Moses insists in passing the buck. Uh, Exodus 4 10. And said Moses, quote, But Moses said to Yodhebaphim, quote, Please, O oh my Lord, I have never been a man of words, either in time past or now, that you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Comment. Moses still insists, not wanting to go. Again, we have Moses passing the buck. Exodus 4.13, verse 4.13. Uh, by Yomer B, and he said, quote, But he said, Please, O Lord, make make someone else your agent. Comment, Moses still insists on kicking the can down the road. The above serves to dramatize that it is an actual social phenomenon. This addresses the unreliability of spontaneity. Someone has to be assigned a job, and even then, it requires convincing Convincing and assurances. The conclusion is that the box stops with the primeval Israel of the B'nai Israel, B'nai Israel. But who are the B'nai Israel, children of Israel? I don't claim to have the last word. Certainly not the first on the, for the for that matter. I will lay down what I know with the help of the light that the paradise app sheds on the matter at hand. It's like a black box. There are some who are and some who are not B'nai Israel, children of Israel. All would agree that you are Jewish if you if you converted or did bar or madvit mitzvah or else belong to a congregation, likewise. Those who aren't, if you converted or were raised on a different non-Jewish faith, then you are not you are of that faith and not Jewish, obviously. The problem is that the gray area, the rim R, is wider than the sides light side P and dark side D. In this odd shaped tractor tire tire of sorts. Also, there, there are those who depend on whom you ask. Point in, case in point, messianic Jewry. They claim to be Jewish, while mainstream Judaism does not recognize them as Jewish. And what about cultural or secular Jews? I mean those of Jewish ancestry who are not affiliated or are not observant. Is secular the same as cultural Jew? Then, then there are the mixed marriages if raised jewish and did bar or bat mitzvah yes but if baptized no to my understanding of things you cannot belong to both judaism and christianity though judaism or christianity and Buddhism is not an issue and this is the and this is from the side of judaism there are also christians who may consider themselves above religious disputes and are inclusive instead of exclusive this terrain is very nuanced for our purposes, we can have recourse to the Paradise App. B'nai Israel S slash Synagogue D Cultural R Heritage P. <clears throat> be holy. The problem is that there's the charge of being holy, and Avrei is holy. Being a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Let's quote to be sure we get it right. Exodus nineteen five to six, verse nineteen five, Ve'ata im and now then quote and now then if you will obey me faithfully and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all the peoples. Indeed, all the earth is mine. Comment. Here it states referring to quote treasured possession among all peoples the Bene Israel. Verse nineteen eight Ve Atem Tihuli but you shall be for me, quote, but you shall be for me a kingdom of priests. And a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak. To the children of Israel. To the B'nai children of Israel. Comment. Point black. A kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Addressed to the children of Israel. To the B'nai Israel. Now we understand the urgency of the question. Of who the B'nai Israel children of Israel are. This is evidently biblical. But how does it transfer to contemporary times? Can you be a Bene Israel and not a Jew? and vice versa, can you be a Jew and not be B'nai Israel? Yes, absolutely. B'nai Israel in name only, formerly Jew but not B'nai Israel. One must deliver if it is the case. No more ifs, buts, or maybes. That is, if, messianism, but, mysticism, and maybe, habitual crises will go away. Historically, of course, it's complex. During the period of the kingdom, there was Judea, the Judean, and Israel, the Ephraim, telling by the dominant tribe. Today, there are many corporate groups with local chapters out there. Actually, that's almost all there is out there. Party polarization, social decomposition, and state decay taking over all across the societal spectrum. Social justice only worsens an already bad situation of polarization. The age of reason is a dead star. The enlightened state is in full decay. It carry on. B'nai Israel and B'nai Jacob I wonder in this tornado of things, where does the Yehudi Jew fit into the greater picture of the Torah? Granted, that Yehudi Jew is a rabbinical term, whereas both Yisrael, Israel, and Jacob, Jacob, are both biblical. How do these map out on the Paradise app? I ask in the context that if someone doesn't step up to the plate to perform, then it's leaving the field to be run over by the infrareds and ultraviolets of polarization and trashing the world. All these guys say or have truths and have lies, and what's worse, get away with murder. Religion and civilization, everything within the reach of time decomposes, all except what's beyond mass, space, and time. This leaves a Torah as the only one standing. Once outside, pass once outside, pass a Torah. Breakup occurs, and civilization as decays into religion, D, philosophy, R, science, P. From this perspective, religion. Uh, D is not good in itself. However much it may be good amongst the available alternatives, outside the Torah is the reign of dualism. Make no mistake about it. Dualism is euphemism for decay, decomposition, and polarization. This is reminiscent of the Noah Noah, who was a righteous man for those generations. Let's quote it. For I distrust memory. Genesis six nine verse six nine. Ele Toldot Noach quote these are the offspring of noah of noah noah a righteous man perfect was he in his generations chatting with god noah walked comment the idea is to establish a comparison between noah noah to abraham as equivalent of religion d to civilization s or else comparing any prophet with moses would necessarily fall short independently of receiving some sort of communication from god without a doubt noah Noah and religion is far better than a world whose business is idolatry, but falls short by a long stretch from one whose business is justice. Religion D is like a watered-down version of civilization S, as in Noah compared to Abraham, or should we say a wind-up version of Noah as compared to sober Abraham. When you're working at what you like, you're not thinking about being happy. This is the sense that I mean that primeval Israel is better than contemporary rabbinic, though this latter is infinitely better than idolatry. Obviously, Judaism is used as a generic, due to seniority, but it applies extensively to Christianity and Islam religions, and other faiths as well, to the best of my limited knowledge. Abrahamic religions are like a defense strategy, better than no defense at all, leaving things to chance. But still, the best defense strategy is passing on... passing is passing on to the offensive. In this sense, civilization is superlative to the comparative good of religion D. Herein, I'm referring to the Abrahamic religions, namely Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, those mostly of the West. As for those of the East, my knowledge is very limited to make a definite pronouncement. My opinion at that would be to include East with West when it comes to spiritual practices and beliefs. In a nutshell, civilization S slash of Paradise is above religion D of dualism. Any religion D is better than all idolatries P. They did a great service to humankind, but that doesn't justify getting in the way of chatting with God. But moving forward, Judaism and Christianity both lay claim to the Torah. Historically, Christianity has derived from Judaism after the Second Temple period. But the Torah says nothing about religion D, just about Yotzevah of Elohim, Yotzevah of God, and against idolatry. Judaism, as a civilization, lowercase, is better than idolatry, but falls short as civilization, as slash, uppercase. Nomenclature. There is a small question of nomenclature. Newton, in his celebrated work Principia, called physics by the name of natural philosophy. This would make philosophy go by the name of cultural philosophy. In the same vein of thought, theology would then be divine philosophy. The idea is that we have then using civilization s slash religion d philosophy r science p but under the convention above mentioned science will be absorbed under philosophy this would in turn allow for technology to fill the vacancy this would then be civilization s slash religion d philosophy r technology p this being the case then we would have the triad of sub triad of philosophy r uncurl in turn as follows philosophy r Triad of Sub-Triad, Theology DR, Philosophy RR, Science PR. What is interesting in this display is that it mirrors the primeval principle. Recall that Paradise is Aleph slash Be Reshit A, in, beginning of. We won't do the whole uncurling, but rather focus solely on the middle term, in analogy to the case of interest of philosophy. The word Resh, beginning, spells out the Resh, Aleph, Shin. Herein, we notice the nested effect previously covered of the Aleph A. In this case, philosophy plays the role of the nested variable, that is, Resh DR, Aleph RR, Shin PR. The point we want to showcase is the isomorphism between the concepts of philosophy RR and Aleph RR. The calling. The question on the table is who has the calling, the vocation, in its heart? The answer is those whose heart so motivates them, as in Exodus 25, 1-2. But let's quote, for I could be mistaken. Exodus 25, 1-2, verse 25, 1. and spoke God. Quote, and God, and spoke to Moses, saying, comment, God speaks to Moses. Verse 25, 2. Daber el bene Yisrael. Tell the children of Israel. Quote, Tell the children of Israel, and let them take for me a raised-up portion. For every man that motivate him his heart, you shall take my raised-up portion. Comment. The calling is asher yitbenu libo, that motivate him his heart. Notice that this time the heart is left heart with single bet b, though signaled by the dot inside but not written out. This This I take this time. The, the calling is, is hidden inside those who bring the teruma, raised up portion or gift or offering. The word teruma or lifting up comes from the verb stem rum, meaning high or lift up. The calling is for the B'nai Israel. But after 3,000 years plus, who are the B'nai Israel? If your heart moves you to it, you're one. The teruma offering refers to contributing gold to the Mishkan tabernacle, not so silver, because every has was required to contribute half shekel, sort of a tax per head. Note that to motivate Nadav, same is the same as to volunteer. This clearly reminds us of the occasion when the two eldest sons of Aaron, the the, the high the high priest Nadab and Abihu, volunteered alien fire to the Mizbeach altar. It is not mentioned how exactly their offerings were alien. I have yet to fully understand the passage. VITAL ROLE Jews as primeval B'nai Israel play a vital role in creative civilization, though each person can equally well chat with God. It's like in sports. Teams have players, coaches, a captain, officers, and so on. Each and every one does its part in the bigger picture. Like the conductor's baton. I cannot imagine an orchestra without one. Even small bands have the drummer keeping time. But don't believe me, asking a musician. But at the end of the day, it's the musicians touching the chords that you hear, not the swing of the baton. The Bene Israel, children of Israel, need to have the Paradise App in their power in order to make sense of the messages received during the chat with God. They need to know the Torah by heart, and so on. And by heart, I mean Lev, L-E-V-V, heart, with double the V as heart, D, but primarily as heart, S-slash. Prophecy and prophecy. The instructions of the Book of Vayikra Leviticus emphasize ritual, legal, and moral practices rather than beliefs, mostly having to do with korban sacrifice, or at least it plays a central role. In Hebrew, the word the book is called Vayikra from the opening word in the book Vayikra, and He God called. Of all the books of the Pentateuch of Moses, this one is more directly related to religion D, or at least as it relates to the law of priests. Let's quote it to leave nothing to memory. Leviticus one one verse one one va'yikra el moshe and called to Moses quote, and called to Moses and spoke yotke to him from the tent of meeting saying, "Comment? This is the cue to the bigger picture. Our interest lies in that the opening word is va'yikra. He called. Since we're on the subject of calling or vocation of the double tiered heart, what stands out when reading it is the diminutive size of the aleph of the word." Uh, Vayikra, as compared to the regular script of the rest of the word. Explanations abound. The first one I came across was that, that of the commentator Hertz. He says that originally the Torah was written with no spaces between the words. This being the case, normally the same letter was used when two consecutive words shared the same letter, as in the case of Vayikra El, and called two. While this may very well be the case, it could probably correspond to the Peshat plane at the level of script. But what about the remaining levels of meaning? The D and the S. <clears throat> Let's compare one from the Midrash Biblical Commentary. The relevant quote is from Numbers twenty three four, Verse twenty three four. V'yikra Elohim el-bilam, and manifested God to Balaam. <clears throat> quote, and manifested God to Balaam and said to him, Quote, chatting with seven altars, I've prepared and offered you a, up a bull and a ram on each altar. Comment. A similar situation occurs here as previously with Moses, but with significant differences. Referring to God in both, the first case is Vayikra el Moshe, and call to Moses. In the second case, it's Vayikar Elohim el Bilaam, and happened God to Balaam. The verbs used share two letters of the three roots, namely Kara, call, uh, with the Aleph A1, and Kara happen with he, H5. The use of Aleph a a one hints of heartful closeness, whereas the he sounds like a hook like a look like a take a peek. The question at issue is the type of relation God had with Moses, the prophet by excellence as compared to that to that that he had with balaam, a sorcerer, a gun for a gun for fire for hire. The idea is that God was always chatting with God for higher purposes of revelation, while only happened to Balaam, as if for a teaching moment. This interpretation I would classify as Remes, Remit, or, insofar as the question addressed is regarding the nature of the relationships. I'm sure this is more nuanced, but for our purposes it should suffice. Our take on the matter at hand is that the book of Leviticus, as relating to religion D, takes back seat, is keychain size compared to chatting with God in Deuteronomy 6-8 as relating to civilization S slash Our contribution addresses vocation and per chance interpretation would be the discoverer D. In other words, as relates to Torah, Israel, and, and civilization, you can leave religion D out of the picture for the time being and focus on the quote who... Is going to integrate religion D along with philosophy R and science P to achieve the cherished and longed for triad PRD, which will give in turn creative civilization. That is, this is the role of Israel. Integrating the parts and the whole. Integrating religion D into the triad PRD doesn't get, get rid of it any more than integrating philosophy R or science P means getting rid of them either. It's about reaching a harmonious relationship it's, a, it's part of the job of the university as fifth power of the people is state to research the way of achieving it. Mechanically or dynamically, put together the parts into a triad, but it has to be done creatively. What does God ask of us? Everything is in God's control except for fear of God. We'll address what is fear of God. And no, fear of God is not the same as faith, the same thing as faith in God as we've been told all along but before that let's inquire what God asks of us Deuteronomy 10:12 to 17 verse 10:12 ma Eloheinu, me imach why does yotheva your god ask of you quote and now always royal why does yotheva your god ask of you other than to fear your god yotheva to walk in all his paths to love him and to serve Yod your God, God with all your heart and with all your soul. Comment. This verse expresses paradise in no uncertain terms. In simplified terms. To fear Yodhibre your God S, to walk in all his paths D, and to love Him R, and to serve Yodhibre God P. Comment. What God wants of us is to apply paradise in integrating civilization and help in saving creation. That's what we were made and created to do in the first place. That is, as referring to God, to fear S slash uncurls as to follow D to love R to serve P, verse 10:13. Lishmor it To keep chatting with the commandments. Quote, to keep com, to keep commandments of YHWH of and His decrees which I enjoin. To keep chatting with commandments of YHWH of and His decrees which I enjoy enjoin. Upon you today, for your good comment, the purpose of fearing God is uh, fearing God understood as to follow thee to love our and to serve thee is for our own good s slash uh, verse ten fourteen hen indeed to you to j your God quote indeed to jt your, your God of the heavens and the heavens of the heavens, the earth, and all that is in it. Comment, here he indicates that whatever we might think he is, he is that much above to the next degree and so on. Verse ba 15 Only your forefathers, quote, Only your forefathers the treasure you of him, to love chatting with them, and he choose their offspring after them, you from all the peoples, as it is today. Comment, the claim of chosen people to chat with begins with the patriarchs. Verse ten sixteen, 16, Umaltem et, and shall circumcise chatting with. Uh, you, quote, You shall circumcise chatting with the foreskin from your heart and your neck stiffen no more. Comment. Somehow, circumcision unblocks the ability to chat at the level of the double-tiered heart. Here again, heart, Lev, L-E-V-V, is written with double B, 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 to indicate that the physical love normally associated with the heart D of passing on life should be elevated to heart S slash to commune with God, to chat with God. A second point follows from the first, and it is regarding not being uh, stiff-necked about accepting the yoke to carry out a task of cultivating civilization. This stiff neck is in reference to the ox which refuses to bend its neck to allow the farmer to pay the yoke, in order to plow the field to harvest. The moral moral is clear to our place and times regarding who is to play a lead role in integrating civilization and so on. The conclusion is that all that that God asks of us is to chat with God. Circumcision of hearts. Thanks to this verse, I finally understand the importance assigned to circumcision. It's all about a double-tiered, Heart L E D V as heart D lowercase and heart S slash uppercase. This heart S slash alternatively means heart and self. And self. <clears throat> oh, <fuck. clears throat> and self. Ten seventeen. Key Yod freh because Yod hebafre your God. Quote because Yod hebafre your God. He is Elohim of the Elohim, the Lord of lords, the God, the mighty, the great, and the awesome. Who shows no favor and takes no bribe? Comment, in simplified terms, as follows: The main triad is Yotheba heaven your God R. He is Elohim of the Elohim D, and the Lord of lords P. The subtriad triad R, your God R, the mighty P R, the great R R, and the awesome P R. Then, for closing, he mentioned that he is not biased nor corruptible. This last phrase is of vital importance. It says that nothing that nothing anybody does can sway the hand of God. However, we can chat with God for instructions. He knows what's best for all concerned. And it may be and it may not be what you're asking for. Hence the saying, be careful what you ask for. We're not only here to pass on life, but to save creation, doing our part in integrating civilization. From lead D of triad PRD to point source, S yes, of whole. In what context does this liberating circumcision of chatting heart occur? Simply by not opposing uh, resistance to accepting the mission, by not stiffening the neck to avoid the charge, by not bending the neck to allow placement of the means to accomplish the end, of being the means to accomplish the end. In a way, in this Deuteronomy 10, 12-17 of Ma, Shoel, Me, Imach, what is asked of you? It's like a second Shema Israel. listen Israel, of Deuteronomy 6, 4-8, given its importance as practical condition of possibility of the theory. Shema Israel. listen Israel, no ifs, buts, or maybes. The relevance of the Shema Israel was developed in a previous X podcast The point in all these apparently unrelated things is to provide ample evidence that the universal principle of knowledge of Paradise permeates all the Torah teaching and the Tanakh Bible as well. Since this was amply developed previously, herein will spare the details and solely display it as the mainstay of comportment. The Deuteronomy 6, four uh, verse six four Shema Israel, listen Israel, quote, Shema Israel, Yodhibhe Eloheinu, Yod Echad. Quote, Here, Israel, Yod is our God, Yodhibhe is one. Comment. Shema Israel, listen Israel, on curls as listen S slash El This name states that the character of us all is changed from the mundane Jacob to the superlative of Israel. The name now maps perfectly one to one with paradise. Recall that the original name of Jacob, Jacob, means heel and stands for supplanter or deceiver. Uh, Yot Rebaufhe Eloheinu Y-E-S-slash-H-D-V-R-H-P slash Comment. The name of the creator is El-God. The name of God is Elohim and maps out perfectly one-to-one with paradise, yet y s slash h d v r h p ishat s parentheses s slash d r p close parentheses comment. The name of Creator God is yet and likewise maps perfectly one to one with paradise. <clears throat> Overall, love in Deuteronomy six five, then in verse six six, placing the commandment one in our hearts, followed by divulging it all across the board in verse 6-7, finally saying in verse 6-8 what chatting with God consists of, and finishing with verse 6-9 by divulging it both inside and outside our comfort zones. This we can encode as Empower S slash Wisdom D Knowledge R Understanding P. But by just discussing and, inf- and fighting amongst ourselves, regarding civilization is not going to do much good if not founded on chatting with God. A chaotic world of opinion needs a rectifying, empowering, universal principle of knowledge written on stone. Previously, we properly identified rabbinic, the phylacteries, P as mosaic, sign of O, chatting with God, S, slash in Deuteronomy 6, 8. Rabbinism is revisionist of the primeval mosaic Torah. Rabbinism is always about rabbinism. It seems to be more worried about what people might say than about the correct way of reading the Torah. El que dirán, in Spanish, caution overpowering the will, or the calling. Now let's res- let's research regarding what is the case with the Mesusot doorposts at Deuteronomy six nine and fifteen twenty. Let's quote it in full, lest we recall it incomplete. Deuteronomy 6, 9, verse 6, 9. Vech and write them, quote, and write them on the doorposts of your house, houses, and on your gates. Comment. Let's now delve on the meaning of mesusa doorposts. For starts, we know the rabbinic take of the mesusa doorposts, as a piece of parchment inscribed with Deuteronomy Four, 6, four to 9 and 11, 13-21 from the Torah, which Jews affix to the doorposts of their homes. These verses also form part of the Shema prayer. This Mesusa meaning we identified as doorpost P. Let's start by studying the first words of the verse, Ve'chaftam, and write them to discover its deeper meaning. For this purpose, we go to the writing of the Decalogue of the Stone Tablets during Revelation, Let's quote, leaving nothing to memory. Deuteronomy 9:10, verse 9:10. And gave to me, quote, and gave me, chatting with the two tablets of stone inscribed by the finger of God, with the exact words that had addressed to me on the mountain, out of the fire, on the day of the assembly. Comment. This stresses that writing or inscribing or engraving on stone or otherwise is a thing to reckon with. Additionally, just for completeness, this writing event occurs previously in, gen- in Exodus 31.18. This we now quote. Exodus 31.18, uh, verse 31.18. Quote. He gave to Moses, when he finished speaking, chatting with him on Mount Sinai, the two tablets of the testimony, tablets of stone inscribed by the finger of God. Comment. Basically, they are the same. But additionally, we have the following second set of written tablets in Exodus 32, 15-16. Exodus 32, 15, 16 verse 32:15, Quote, He turned and he descended Moses from the mountain, and the two tablets of the testimony were in his hand. Tablets inscribed on both sides, on this and on that, they were inscribed. Comment, mention is made of inscribing the tablets written in stone, so to speak. Verse thirty-two sixteen, And the tablets, the handiwork of God they were. And the script, the script of God it was, engraved on the tablets. Comment. Again, we see the importance that writing has. It is not something to be taken lightly. <laughs> writing as engraving, like in the Decalogue of Moses. Write, writing is engraving. Inscribing more so than r- light rolling of a pencil on paper to be scratched out or trashed. Mesusa is slash. Uh, S slash. Now that we manage to set the table, to set the table, it's time to get to work. The question we're looking for is the Mesusa mainframe. Yes, recall that the contents of the Mesusa are the verses of Shema Israel, Listen Israel. The mainstay of the Bene Israel, children of Israel, not a small thing by any account. Given its value, it cannot be treated in a lesser manner than the Decalogue or the t- tablets of the testimony. The Mesusa that is talking about writing on the house and on the gates is referring to nothing of lesser importance than the constitution of our house and the gate of civilization. That is, given that the quote sign mentioned in Deuteronomy six, eight refers to paradise, this means to this means to quote doorpost frame your house where you live, which is the constitution of the state, and to doorpost frame your gates where you reside, which is civilization of the social contract. In other words, the Mesot is slash who, which we're to write are the constitution and civilization, and write them in adherence to the Paradise app. Writing it on stone means live it, not nail it in a box, as if for temporary resting place. Write it on the Mesusa doorpost means realize it realizing it. For protection against the weather as fine, like the tablets of the Aaron Hakandosh, Holy Ark, but not as casket. Elevate the Mesusa doorpost from nailed P to the doorpost to the exalted D. As the constitution R and civilization S, is. Israel constitution and world civilization. Modern Israel is a state without a constitution. Chile is in search for a new constitution to replace the current obsolete one. This would provide life examples of what we're all talking we're all about. The model proposed is provided in in a previous X podcast. But basically, the people is state consists of a five-power state, that is, on the one hand, the government composed of the legislative first power for laws and the executive second power for order, and on the other hand, the people composed of the judicial third power for justice, the news media fourth power for reliable information, and the university fifth power for management of the budget. Additionally, one-person triad votes, and children suffrage by way of their parents. Of course, this is just the cue. The rest would have to be carried out by the interested nations. What happens in Israel is the concern of all Israel. <clears throat> As for civilization, the rough draft is laid out in the X podcasts. Suffice, suffice to say, the Shema Israel, listen Israel. Let's quote it. Genesis seventeen one, verse seventeen one, Vayehi Abram, and when Abram. Quote, when Abram was 99 years old, appeared to Abram and said to him, I am El Shaddai. Walk before me and be blameless. Comment. El Shaddai, sufficient. This is stating that God is sufficient. Later on, we're asked to be holy as he is holy. This means that we're sufficiently empowered to do the job. That is, all we have to do is realize our potential. Be and act as we're in potency. Fear of and faith in God. It is it is so around us. Faith is that we're inclined to think that it's in the Torah, but let's fact check for certainty. Trust but verify. In Genesis 15:6, we have precisely this interplay, Genesis 15:6, verse 156 And he thought on God quote "And he thought on Jo and he reckoned him as righteous, righteous. comment. Was it he, Abraham, reckoned him God or he God reckoned him Abraham? Rachi claims the former and Ramban the latter. I would side with Abraham reckons God's actions as righteous since it was God doing doing responding to Abraham's, Abraham's quest. Another relevant verse is Deuteronomy thirty two four. Deuteronomy uh, verse thirty two four. Verse uh, <clears throat> thirty two four tamin alo, the rock whose deeds are perfect. Quote, the rock whose deeds are perfect, all his ways are just. A steadfast God never falls. True and upright indeed. Comment. God is being compared to a rock. So, steadfast or firm is more appropriate. Another relevant verse is Deuteronomy 9.23. Uh, <clears throat> Deuteronomy 9.23, verse 9.23. Uh, and when God sent out sent You on from Kadesh Barnea saying, quote, go up and take possession of the land that I am giving you. You rebelled against the word of your God, whom you did not trust him, nor did you listen to his voice. Comment. Again, we see that the word emunah is trust, but verify as in confirm, not faith. It seems that once you adopt uh, messianism and mysticism, Eminem, as your wild card, it's a, quote, get out of jail free whenever you get in trouble. The problem was that faith of rabbinism backfired, and the sect from Nazareth grabbed the ball and ran with it ever since. Faith sounds like, quote, pray, obey, and wait for messianism, or else entertain your mind with mysticism as defense against crises as usual. Let's do the gematria of fear and faith to see what comes out of it. Fear is yira, while faith is emunat trust. There is no word for faith. It's more like trust, like confidence. Not what we understand today is faith. But in any case, let's see what we get out. Fear is Yira, is yot <throat> Y, 10, Rej, R, 200, Aleph, A, 1, G, H, 5. So then, so 10 plus 2, uh, 100 plus 1 plus 5 gives 200, 16 gives 9. This stands for the letter T, which means to surround, to contain. Faith is a munad, trust is Aleph, A, one Mem m forty Vav V six Nun N fifty H five. So we have one plus forty plus six plus fifty plus five gives five hundred uh five gives one hundred two gives three. <clears throat> this stands for the letter Gimel and means camel as in walk or together. Comment. Everything rabbinism says is okay. Were it not everything Rebinism says is okay, were it not that it missed the point origin, and this throws off the narrative. Then, trying to make up for it, it gets into a straitjacket of sorts with epicycles to allow for corrections. The problem is that data without knowledge is just opinion. That they, had, they had great insight, but that's not the same as getting it right. What is next is to start restart Rebinism and build it upon paradise and see what comes out. I simply call it primeval Israelism for the time being, for lack of a better name. The thing is that Rabbinism cannot get ahead of Moses of Revelation. The Oral Torah cannot come before the Torah. That much should be clear. Chatting as first-hand witnessing experience, one thing is being told, one thing is being told about an event, and quite another is to witness it. The B'nai Israel were witnesses to the covenant with God during the event of revelation at Mount Sinai. This event is recovered in Exodus 2015, 16, 19, 20. Let's now quote for clarity as to how this connects with our plight today. Uh, Verse uh, 2015, "Ve'kol Ha'am and all the people, quote, All the people witnessed the thunder and lightning, the blare of the horn and the mountain smoking, and when the people saw it, they fell back and stood at a distance. Comment. All the people witnessed the thunder and the lightning, S slash, the flare, the blare of the horn, and the smoking, and the mountain smoking deep, and when the people saw it, R, they fell back and stood at a distance. P, verse twenty sixteen, el Moshe. They said to Moses, quote, They said to Moses, "You speak to us, and we will hear. But let not God speak to us, lest we die." Comment: The people simply weren't ready to speak with God out of fear. Verse twenty nineteen, vaya amod haam and stood at a distance. So, and stood the people at a distance. Quote, so the people remained at a distance while Moses approached the thick cloud where God was Comment: The people stayed at a distance being while Moses was in S slash. Both witnessed it. The people as part of the triad period, while Moses as the one whole S. 2020, twenty twenty verse 2020. And said, and quote, and said Yothibkhe to Moses, thus shall you say to the Bene Israel, you yourself saw that I spoke to you from the very heavens, comment. This states that the people witnessed this, the presence of God, though remaining at a distance are. Additionally, we have from the Deuteronomy five two to four to be precise. Let's quote Deuteronomy five two to four verse five two. Yothebhe Elohinu, Yothebh our God, quote. Yothebh our God made a covenant with us at Horeb, comment. This is in reference to that the people would, would be the people of God, and that God would be their God of the people. Verse five three Leo Lo et Abotenu and it was not with our ancestors, <clears throat> quote, and it was not with our ancestors that God Yotheb made this covenant, but with us the living, every one of us who is here today. Comment. This means that Israel is Israel, all in one and one in all. The experience was lived by each and every one of them, as it above, all the Israel. Uh, verse five, four. Panim be panim, face to face. Face to face spoke Yehovah, to you on the mountain, out of the fire. Comment. This is what Deuteronomy six says refers to when it says, "And there will be drippings totafot between your eyes when you chat with God." That is, there will be reminders sagaron in your inner or third eye about your experience at Sinai of revelation. If you didn't witness it yourself, then you may trust but need to verify. But how do you verify? By simply chatting with God. The drippings while chatting with God are the remembrances of the sublime experience at Sinai. That's where the point origin of the Torah at Genesis one a as paradise comes in handy. If it wasn't for it, we would then be at the mercy of messianism and mysticism or else renounced to fatalism of crisis as usual. We would be in the hands of rabbinism. Casuality. Things happen for a reason. The downfall of Israel and Judea is very well attested in the Prophets. The fall into idolatry and destruction of both temples and the subsequent diaspora. It clearly states that the reason the Canaanites were being expelled from Canaan was due to their idolatry, and that the same thing would happen to the Ben Israel if they too fell into the same objectionable practices, in the eyes of God. Not only that, but also that he is forgiving yet recalls the fault of the parents by visiting the children to the fourth generation. This clearly defines causality. On the long run, if you do good, good will come, and likewise if you do evil, evil will come. Theodicy leaves no room to maneuver. Bad things happen to good people because good people do bad things, Is that simple. Maybe not as active agents, but passively enjoy benefits of bad things done. To whom more is given, more is demanded. The claim and charge status classically expresses noblesse oblige. The Benegist royal were the preferred people of yod but also more was demanded of them. Actually, what God expected of them was to be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. But let's quote and leave nothing more important to memory. Exodus nineteen five to 6 verse nineteen five. 5. shomea. And now if you listen, quote, And now if you will obey me faithfully and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all the peoples. Indeed, all the earth is mine. Verse nineteen six. 6. They you, and you will be to me, quote, And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the children of Israel. Comment. It says priests, not sages. Like Aaron, the Kohen Gadol high priest. This needs elaboration, of course. I get it. I'm not going to win any popularity contest anytime soon. But at least two major questions keep me awake at night, unresolved as yet. The 1492 expulsion of the Jews from Sephardic Spain, and the 1933-45 Shoah Holocaust in Nazi Germany. The question I most often hear is, where was God during these two catastrophes? I would rather ask, where were the B'nai Israel? There is a close parallel between these two events and those mentioned by the prophets of ancient Israel and Judea. My rough draft thesis is the inobservance of the affected parties of the one and only commandment one of God at Genesis 1, 1, 1a of Paradise. But it's not about pointing blame, but rather how to get back into good terms with God. This is the purpose of our inquiry, of our podcast. Bene Israel are the stakeholders of the claim and of the charge. Leibniz, a philosopher in his work Theodicy states that this is the best of all possible worlds. This is like saying that it's, that it's the best, all things considered. Of course, all these things were actually beyond our reach. That this is the best of all possible worlds is his statement of causality in the world. Torah as labyrinth. Did the Exodus actually happen? Of course. Holistically, yes, slash creatively, not triadically. PRD in mass space-time by separa- separately. Universal principle of knowledge instead of the infrared to ultraviolet spectrum of views. If Torah, if if oral Torah is slashed, that would make thinkers be sages. If not, then thinkers are not sages. If there is something between R, sages D, and philosophers P, dealing with secular and with sacred, since I'm for Mosaicism, that would make me Mosaic Israel, not rabbinic Jew of the oral Torah tradition, Simply simply of the one and, and only Torah tradition. First the priest of the temp- priesthood of the temple hijacked the Torah, then the sages of Rabbinism with the Oral Torah hijacked the Torah. Missing the universal principle of knowledge, the Oral Torah became becomes indispensable to the Torah. Likewise, with the universal principle of knowledge, the Torah finds the Torah, the Oral Torah superfluous, frivolous. We're so blessed here that there's no time to think with so much counting and enjoying all the blessings. Uh, Genesis 28:12 The sulam ladder hints to a higher soul. Salvation comes down from the heavens while prayers from the earth are answered. The melachim angels are God's thoughts of wisdom. The Bible Torah teaching is like a labyrinth. If you went to the wrong door, you end up dead-end roads, up against walls and going in endless circles of frivolous opinion. Master key. Where will one find the master key to a mansion? At the entrance and not in an inner chamber. With a cornerstone of paradise common sense at Genesis 1, 1a, I found everything biblical but now fall into place. If you still think that the Bible as the word of God was meant to be read directly without middlemen, you're right. So what happened? What went wrong? It doesn't need religious or secular authorities to misinterpret and misinform. The key lies at the very entrance of the Bible with the first letter of Hebrew in the first word of the creation story. That is Aleph A and Bershit in beginning of, which together constitute Aleph slash Bershit A in beginning of at Genesis one one Aleph. For convenience, I use the acronym PARADISE corresponding to A slash uh, S slash in the beginning R of P. Yot slash PARADISE as Y S slash H D V R H P. Any man-made conjecture of the key at the universal principle of knowledge is necessarily flawed. It's very easy, simple, and fruitful once you find the tip of the thread. Meaning, interpretation, mistranslation, and misinformation. Meaning is, interpreta- slash, interpretation D, translation or information P. The Torah speaks in terms of meaning to us, not as definitions. Kabbalistic principle of cultural philosophy, similar to the Principia of Newton of mathematical principles of natural philosophy. Trees and forests. The reason the world is broken is because the sages were too busy counting the trees and missed the forest altogether. That is, there are 613 commandments of the sages and the Ten Commandments of Moses at Sinai and the one commandment in the creation story wrapping things up. But this primeval one isn't one more commandment any more than the forest is one more tree. Hobbes Hobbes pictures the Leviathan as a huge man made up of small people instead of cells. That is, the person is not made in terms of small persons, but rather of cells. Verily, the cells must contain the information to turn into regular-sized persons, but the component parts of the persons are not small persons. The front page of the book, Leviathan, was made of little people, or else the people made up the giant Leviathan. Separate and broken. Rebinist, Rabbinic Judaism is giving the charge in favor of a broken world. This is due to religion D, of the oral Truda advocating in favor of keeping things separate from philosophy R and from science P., Keeping things separate is the path of least resistance. Unfortunately, it's also why the world is irremediably kept broken, holding back the pieces from falling into place. Short circuit, if we try to join S slash and PRD of church or church and state, which is normally kept separate for safety concerns, but, paradise, we, but with paradise we can harness all that. Mea culpa. Just in case you haven't noticed it, my knowledge of the Torah is very limited, and said in passing, my Hebrew is elementary. However, what keeps me in the know is chatting with God. Conclusion. I learned paradise by chatting with God. I am not a one-man man. This is where the need to transition from, social, quote, social justice to civilization comes to the fore. Civilization as uh, Torah, Israel, and civilization. Quote, social justice is liberally biased and is founded on Greece the problem is that Greece lacks foundations such that anything you build on it will collapse only the Torah is revealed all else is made up second is filling in Israel for the quote who and civiliz- civilization for the quote what but this requires proclaiming it to this we turn now into in the following X podcast and uh, slides thank you very much